What's up? Welcome to the Part-Time Rockstar Podcast, episode 50. Today with my guest Adam Kraus from the Baltimore area rock band Pillbox. He came on a little while back to talk about his band's new album, which is self-titled as Pillbox. Uh, the song that's featured on the episode is called Carry On. Adam said it's uh, one of his better vocal performances and one of his favorite songs on the record. I definitely dig it. It's pretty solid, old-school rock and roll. Uh, you can find it on Spotify or wherever you listen to music. So check it out, buy it, subscribe, anything you want to do that you feel like helps out the band, whether you're friends of Adam's or friends of mine. It's uh, always appreciated. Uh, this interview went a little longer than normal since it was in person, and that sometimes tends to happen. But uh, yeah, in any case, uh, this podcast made it to 50 episodes somehow. It's kind of crazy. Wasn't sure I was going to take it this far, but uh, the feedback seems to be good. And there seems to be no lack of interest from bands coming on, so uh, can't really ask for too much more than that. Um, thanks for listening, thanks for supporting local music. Uh, hopefully together we can help out our favorite bands in whatever ways we can. So again, feel free to just subscribe, like, follow Pillbox, or the podcast, wherever you listen. And uh, whether you're friends of mine or friends of Adam's, thanks for tuning in. Hopefully you're doing alright out there yourself. But uh, without further ado, episode 50 with Adam Krauss from Pillbox. Yeah. I realize it's kind of funny with I don't know, microphones, but this is a fun way to talk to strangers, I guess, mm-hmm. even if we have met before. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm I, sure uh, we have. Or at least cross sure. paths. I mean, I yeah. might have been preoccupied at the bar, and especially yeah. if it was at Fish Head. Um, but anyway, I started this thing like during the quarantine to kind of kill time, and I kind of similar to what I was just saying in the sense of you meet people, but you don't get a chance to always sit down with them and yeah. and talk about their stuff or your stuff or aliens, right. whatever it is. Yeah. So uh, this is my way of sort of like, I don't know, reaching out to people, uh, helping promote their stuff. Yeah, man. It it's highly appreciated, too. It doesn't cost me anything. Yeah. And uh, pretty much all there is to it. Yeah, gotcha. Well... Uh, is it, let me know when this is going. Is this thing going? Oh, okay. Um, yeah, um, well, we uh just trying to take it even where I want to start here, man. Um, well, uh, I mean, uh, I usually start off with just the basic questions, which is, uh, what have you been up to as far as music goes? And to put it into context, I'll say that, like, I'll cover the, um, the basics in the front end uh-huh. of the intro. I'll say who you are. Uh, what you've been doing, your new stuff, yep. and all that. 
So that kind of brings you up to the speed of like, you got a new EP out. It's called, sorry, uh, I mean, the band is called Pillbox, but the new EP is called Nasty. Yep, MF, it's just self-titled. Or self-titled. Yep, okay. self-titled. May as well. So. Don't want to confuse the people anymore. Then <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> I don't need two names, just one name. Pillbox. Yeah. Pillbox. Right on. And you are the same. I am the vocalist, and yeah. I'm playing bass as well. Yeah. So it's just a trio, three of us. Uh, there was there was four. I'm probably, I think I'm the fourth or fifth bass player yeah. <laughs> in the band. Nice. Uh, we've gone through people. Uh, I don't know why. Maybe it's because I'm a dick. I don't know. <laughs> but sometimes you just want what you want, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, I always say, like, uh, you know, I'm the ringleader, I guess, of my circus. And I, yeah. guess, I guess you're kind of the ringleader of yours. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, I, I guess, I, yeah. For the most part, it is, uh, I, I, I do most of the of the talking, setting up gigs, setting up the yeah. uh, recording, setting up the time, setting up the, to handle in the money, the promote. So, yeah, I guess basically uh, yeah. probably doing just about, you know, a lot of it. The, the guys will pitch, you know, tell me ideas and things like that. But I'm usually the one that follows up and be yeah. like, yeah, that's, that's pretty cool. And, and try to find a way to make something happen, you know. What yeah. I mean? and, You're driving uh, the ship, basically. Driving the ship, yeah, I suppose so. so. Um, Since we're only acquaintances so far, not quite friends yet, maybe. Yep. Uh, you know, obviously you've been in the game a little while. Yes. And uh, we don't need to necessarily go through your entire band history, but uh, I think it goes without saying you've been in the, been around the block, so like, maybe where would we start as far as, where did you feel like you got some momentum going? Um, I tell playing? you what, for, for this particular project, this uh, this band, this, you know, this, this probably started about, it's been a few years, a few years ago, I went on an audition. I was with some other bands. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> And I was I wasn't you know completely happy or completely satisfied, so I was looking around and uh, and I'd seen on like a Craigslist ad that yeah. they were you know auditioning for a vocalist and uh, and I was like, well, this sounds interesting. It sounds pretty interesting. So I gave the guy a call and uh, they were like, well, man, you know we're you know we're actually just about done, but I, you know we'll we'll squeeze one more in. So they sent me some music and like gave me two weeks to come up with some shit. Mm-hmm. It was original stuff. And uh, like three songs. And so I went. When I went, um, I mean, not that it mattered too, too much, but I thought it was it was pretty cool that it was, uh, you know, it was three African-American dudes. That's what yeah. it was. I had no idea. It didn't matter, whatever. But I was like, oh, man. I was like, this could be, this could be pretty fucking pretty cool, man. And it wound up being... Uh, this guy from a band called Live Alien Broadcast. Uh, he played the guitar with them, and it was Che from Chicken Shack playing bass, yeah. and Chorus was on the drums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I, uh, I so I went into this audition, and and uh, you know I, I I did my songs, and uh, and they went well. I thought they went pretty good, and I was like, well. I was like, well, what else you, you guys got? What are you working on or whatever? So they started throwing out some other things. And uh, and I was just improvising on the spot, just coming up yeah. with shit, man. And, just, and, we, and we were throwing down for like an hour, man. We did all kinds of just shit I can still remember, but I haven't used it. Yeah. <laughs> but I still remember what I was doing uh, on some of this stuff. And uh, and it was pretty cool. But it, I mean, it really, in the end, it came down... 
they whittled it down to myself and uh, some dude from Philadelphia. And uh, they wound up going with this dude from Philadelphia. But when I was leaving there and through the experience, I was like, if anything comes out of this, I want that fucking drummer. I was like, at yeah. some point, <laughs> you know, I want that drummer. He was fucking, he was good, man. I, I was highly impressed because it did, you know, there's no big fancy drum kit with, you know, double basses <laughs> and, you know, all kinds of shiny bullshit. Yeah. And cymbals were broken and cracked and, and he just, well, it was just a fucking natural. And I was like, man, that guy's pretty cool. And, uh, and so I, um, you know, went about my business with some other things <clears throat> that I was doing, and and eventually I gave uh, found Chorus's number somehow. Chorus Johnson, I gave him a call. I was like, "Look, man, I'm trying to start something else up, dude." I was like, "You know, are you interested in giving it a shot?" And he was all about it. I was kind of surprised at first. He was like, "Yeah, man, yeah, I'll give him a blah." So we uh, hooked up. I had to find a uh, a bassist, which we had a guy named Sam Sam Skinner. Uh, it's a black dude as well, but uh, you know, they had man, they had a groove going though, and uh, and I got this guy Eric Redelius, which is a guitar player now, Eric Redelius, and then myself, I was just doing vocals at that time, and uh, and we got together and did some jamming, and uh, you know, we were thinking of just doing covers or whatnot, but you know how that goes, don't you? You know what I'm saying? You start doing cover, next thing you know, you're you're right. Yeah, well, this is what I call the part-time rock star <laughs> podcast or whatever. Yeah. It's like, I know I got personally let down by that particular gig that yeah. day. And I was like, uh, you know, a couple sheets to the wind because yeah. we went on like real late and I don't know. Yeah, man. It, and, uh, it, it ain't were, easy there out there. nobody there. And, uh, no. We were just kind of, I might have taken that one a little too far. No. But what would Slash do, right? Yeah, uh, man. What would he do? <laughs> It's a uh, that's a tough club down there. We've played there yeah. a few other times as well, and uh, and it's hit and miss. As yeah. is a lot of a lot of bar scenes are hit and miss, man. You know. Yeah, I think yeah, I think what's funny about that, and in my personal perspective, is like I kind of wished we were booked as an original band that night because I think I was responsible for booking that gig, and the rest of the band members, you know. When you play in a cover, like a cover or a tribute band, they kind of expect more, and so I think I, I kind of felt like I let them down a little bit by booking that one because, I don't know, we can be honest when you're when you're playing in a uh, a cover band, you know, the crowds are a little bigger, yeah, the pay's a little better, but when you book in the original world, you're not at all um, worried about playing anywhere, anywhere, like anywhere that'll have you. Basically. <coughs> So, yeah, it's. I, I think that played into it a little bit. <laughs> that's that's true as well, man. The um, the original gig is pretty difficult. Um, yeah, you're just grateful for a gig at that point. And it, yeah. So I don't know. Like I said, I kind of oscillated between both worlds, but it's yeah. funny you. <laughs> I remember that night. I do remember uh, that night. Uh, I remember it just being fun, but no. <laughs> that's about yeah, it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I do remember that. That's funny. Wondering um, what that yeah. was, but uh, but yeah, man, the you know trying to get an original thing going, it's really, it's tricky. I mean, it is, man. You're really riding that horse, man, and putting all your faith in that horse is going to take you through the rivers and up the mountains and through mm -hmm. the valleys and everywhere, like, and through the yeah. desert. 
and you got to steer it and guide it, you know what I mean? And well, if you don't mind me calling you like kind of an old salty dog, as it were, <laughs> like, I feel like you've kind of tried to sail a couple of those ships yeah. up the river. Yeah, the years. So yeah we we have, and that's I have. What I was interested in kind of talking about. Yeah, like, I don't know. I realize though, we want to keep the focus on pillbox and what you're doing now, and you got some big news. I um, guess being signed to Sony, right? Yeah, yeah, we did. Uh, we did. It was a pretty long process, man. Um, yeah. To uh, you know, to to get everybody together and through the contract, and uh, especially with you know, especially when this uh, I even hate to say it, this COVID thing came around yeah. and everything shut down, and uh, then man, things started to move as a crawl. But I was like, fuck that, man. I was like, you know, we're still going to record. We're still going right. to just keep. I'm going to keep moving. I was like, I, I'm just not going to let it hold me down. You know what I'm saying? Right. If I get sick and die, I get sick and die. I don't know. It's just at least, at least I'm not getting sick and die, laying in my bedroom in my house. You know yeah. what I mean? In the dark and being like, yeah, nah, fuck that. I was just so we just kept on moving on and and we're still playing gigs and whatnot, but uh. But yeah, this, uh, this this guy, actually it was Diamond that, you know, he, Mike Diamond got us with the, uh, you know, took the music and put it in, uh, presented it to Sony and all that good shit. And, uh, and they wound up, you know, taking us on and being like, okay, you know, we'll give them 14 months yeah. deal. And, uh, you know, they had to go through all the contracts and all that. And uh, I studied that fucker for like, Four days, man. I just went. I, just, I didn't want to miss a thing on there. You know what you I'm saying? Huh? No, 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 I did not. And that's why I just studied it and studied it to make sure I fucking read every yeah. word and understood every word and the concept and what they were trying to do and what they were going to do, and what my responsibilities were going to be, and what their responsibilities were going to be. Uh, you know, and the percentages that were going to be taken and the percentages that were going to us. And, yeah. you know, I, I just had to, it was a lot of little things there. So did you have the EP prior to that deal or did you? We were probably, we were probably about, uh, I'd say three quarters of the way through. Yeah. When there, when, you know, we were rumblings. When he was like, "Yeah, we'll we'll take you. You got to finish the CD. You got to finish it though." So we had like two more songs to do, mm-hmm. and uh, and so each time we were, you know, recording and finishing a song, or when you're final mixing and mastering and all that, I was, you know, sending them over and letting them hear just so he could see that, yeah. you know, that they were they were they were good. And actually, probably our well, we had about ten originals, but I think only seven of them made the cut. Maybe maybe nine, but seven of them made the cut, and um, and one of the last ones we wrote, a song called "Again," is probably the most radio friendly. That one stood out to me. It's the second one on the EP, and uh, yeah, that was one that you know kind of got a little more in my ear, maybe than gotcha. some of the others. So right. we can definitely talk about that, and I'd be happy to feature it on this particular episode. But yeah, that's cool. Um, now, yeah. were you able to listen to all the songs, or you just kind of skim through them? Or yeah, I'll be honest, I listened to a lot of music since I started this podcast. Uh-huh. But um, you know, I uh, I do understand the genre, especially like I said, being in the Guns N' Roses cover band and stuff like that. 
Gotcha. So kind of what I wanted to ask you about was like, A, your inspiration for your lyrics, but then your background in singing. Because obviously you have a good voice. Thanks. And, um, um, I did go to a, um, I did go to a uh, performing arts school. Yeah. Um, I'm a little, yeah, I'm a little older, obviously, but uh, it was in my mid twenties. I was like, I was in an original band then as well, and I felt raw. I just, you know, I just felt, yeah. raw. I just felt like, man, I, I, you know, I should probably do something, maybe, and. Uh, mm-hmm. And I would try to, you know, try to train it a little bit and uh, yeah. guide it. And I, I did. I went to performing arts school and, and uh, for vocals. And they, there was also, like, staging and blah, blah, blah and, and that they did in there. But uh, so, yeah, I've done, like, barbershop quartets and I've done operas yeah. and I've done musicals. I did all kinds of shit, man. Mm-hmm. And, and it was fun. I had real long hair at that time, yeah, halfway down my back, <laughs> you know what I mean? And, yeah. So at that time, it, it, it was a lot of fun stuff. We did like Sweeney Todd, uh, which is a Demon Barber thing. Johnny Depp did a movie, did that movie Sweeney Todd as well. But, nice. uh, uh, I did all kinds of stuff, man. It, it was cool. Um, and it, it taught me, it really did teach me a lot. And it took some of the raw. It, it took a little bit to transition the like almost operatic type of classical it was classical Italian is what I was talking yeah and the woman was like you can sing if you can do classical Italian you can do anything <clears throat> so I was like well I would like to do everything yeah. <laughs> if I can so uh yeah so let's try this classical Italian and uh and yeah it really helped um with techniques and uh you know, articulation. Of... Yeah, because, like, I've taken a few lessons from an uh, opera singer that who's kind of become my friend. Like, he's awesome yeah. at explaining a lot of these techniques that I just would have never known about. Yeah. And, I don't know, I heard your voice and I immediately thought of him. And I was like, oh, this will be fun. Like, yeah, I got you. Know, you. Well, I appreciate you got, it. Like, you know what you're doing. <clears throat> and, I mean, it might be too, too in the weeds of a question, but, like, you know, how do you approach... The subtlety as you've kind of progressed throughout your career or your time singing the subtleties and like, so like of I mixing the like the classical italian and the rock or just what do you mean in the subtleties so i sort of think that like if someone sings really well then their personality comes through obviously right right but then how do you balance that sometimes with like the technique you're going for so like with halford he had a style but it was like openly operatic, but then you had, well, so was Dickinson maybe. But yeah, well, Dickinson was absolutely you're, classically trained. Yeah, you're still like, it's like you're, you have all those tools built in, like the roundness of the sound that you want. But then, Even a little Dio here and there, yeah, you know, I like but, to. Um, but then you uh, definitely had like the, uh, the grunginess or the, uh, I guess, distortion is probably what vocal instructors might call it. Right. Um, so I don't know. Does that come naturally to you? Is that something you think well, about? Well, that's where or... I. That, that's what I came from. Right. Was right. the you know the, yeah. the, the gra- not really growl, but you know yeah the, maybe we all do a little bit of anger in the, in the voice. But yeah. Like how do you feel? You like refined that maybe? Or... Um, it's it it was tough, man. Something um it was tough to to find that balance because some people do mention they're like how do you like. You know, how is it that you're that you're like almost scream not really screaming, but you yeah. know, in one in one song and then the very next song that we play, this is live, I gotta do this yeah. too, you know, it's it's almost cinematic and operatic theatrical type of stuff. And you're like, How do you how do you not raspy the whole entire yeah. time? And 
And, uh, I mean, I've been doing this stuff and, you know, choruses and what since I was in elementary school, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So, so you kind of grow, and as you're growing, you and you keep doing those things, it just probably just naturally conforms to... Yeah, it evolves and yeah. kind of becomes its own, like, thing. No. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm a guitar player, first and foremost. Mm -hmm. I, uh, you know, only recently started doing the original thing in the last maybe five years or whatever and started singing as well basically because i felt like at least i could come up with halfway decent songs and lyrics but i was always kind of thinking maybe i'll i'll find a singer one day uh, who i because that's really what i like doing but nonetheless i've started to appreciate singing on a whole different level <laughs> you know what i mean yeah i got you so when i hear singers now i can almost appreciate them on the in the way i can appreciate like the oh, subtleties of a guitar you. player so that's uh -huh. probably been one of the most interesting And there is, yeah, because it, it's uh, funny you say that because after I had taken, uh, you know, went to the school and taken lessons myself, I picked up on all that shit yeah. too in songs. I was like, that motherfucker. Yeah, he knows what he's doing. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, right? oh. I was like, you uh, know, even like some bands uh, you think are simple, you know, but you hear the articulation and the, and their, and their lyric, and their voice, and you hear the inflections and the things and the technique that they're doing. You're like, I fucking know that technique. That's that's yeah. like a that's like a warm up that we used to do. You yeah, know that exactly. thing is down a little warm up there. Like the whole Freddie Mercury thing in Live Aid. Have you ever seen that? Yeah, he's doing uh -huh. that. Oh, yeah, he's <laughs> doing all doing it for fun. Yeah, um, yeah. Because yeah, I feel like you have that type of voice. Like um, I don't know the name of the singer from um, Down with the Sickness singer. Hell is this? Oh, get what's uh, that? Uh, yeah, what's that band? Disturbed. Uh, Disturbed, right? Oh, I gotcha. I was having brain fog. Well, that's a compliment. I appreciate that. Uh, yeah. You have that that sort of body to your voice, but it's like it's still got the grit. Yeah, and I feel like he's really good at that too. You can kind of gotcha. go between. No, I appreciate that. I didn't really think about Disturbed uh, as much, but yeah, they were a. Uh, I mean, a guy's probably, you know, made a million bucks, so... Yeah, not bad. <laughs> <You> <laughs> Literally just coughing into a mic for his hit song. <laughs> yeah. But, like, yeah. the opera singer I worked with, he would tell me, he's like, man, I just... He, talking about himself personally, couldn't get, like, the grit of, like, a good rock and roll singer. And yeah. he always felt like he could sing, like, the pretty sort of Italian stuff, but when yeah. it came to, like, just doing a rock cover band, he felt like that was something that maybe... It just born into you. Now you, I've got uh like the song you probably listened to, the nasty motherfucker song. Yeah. There's that. And there's a song called Going Down. They're all pretty raspy. Rescue mm -hmm. is pretty but then there's Carry On. Yeah. And there's not a single rasp in there. It's all yeah. just very fluid and I noticed the transition. And uh, at first, you know, when you first put on the first song, you're like, hmm, is that like the standard that the rest of the songs are gonna be held to? And you notice that there is a versatility. I yes, guess. a little bit of diversity is what we try yeah. to uh, try to accomplish. And it's funny you say the Freddie Mercury thing because that's one of the you know the bands I I think about is that uh, every one of their songs there ain't no two the same. No, yeah. not all of them are the same. They don't sound the same. Yeah. They've got nothing in common. Most of their songs, you know yeah. what I mean, except for the sound of the voice and the instruments. Yeah, there's a common thread that like pushes right. through. And yeah. and I kind of it actually took a page out of that book. I tried to and uh, and and go diverse in that way, you know, where no two songs really sound the same, yeah. but you can tell that it's the same band by the you know maybe yeah. the vocal style or the vocal and maybe the guitar sound that. 
you know, he's got, and Chorus has a very distinct percussion sound, I, oh, yeah. I would think. So, uh, yeah, then uh, this might be a slightly long winded question, but like when I wrote my first album, I tried to write it under the umbrella of rock, you know, that'd be like the core thing, but then like, you know, blues rock, a hard rock, metal rock, reggae rock. Uh, folk rock, yeah, uh, punk rock, and try to just do each song kind of with a subgenre. <clears throat> I guess that's just the way my brain works, or whatever. How do you feel like you know when you're approaching diversifying the sound? Like, you know, what's the core thread, and then what's the the thing that maybe? Well, I um, think some of the things that helps is that we each come up with ideas. We yeah. each we each come up. Uh, there, there's one song on there called Going Down, the one that, sorry, Eric, but I play all guitars on it. I, yeah. I play the uh, rhythm solos and mm. all that good stuff because there was a little bit of a patch where yeah. things weren't working. But I had to continue. I'm mm-hmm. like, well, fuck it, man. I'm going to fucking do, yeah. it and do it myself and came up with this. Song. So, you know, that's a little bit of diversity there. Mm. Now, one of the bass players we used to have, the guy Sam, uh you know, he came up with a rhythm uh, for the song Carry On. It's the waltz type of, it's almost a waltz. Uh, it's almost yeah, like in the style of an Irish drinking song or something. Know. And uh, it's got that one, two, three, one, two, there three. There was one song that had like some funk element to it. Yeah, that well. was probably uh, Laughter. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, that was Laughter, the guitar player. He came, up, came in with that riff and whatnot. So that's kind of where some of the diversity comes from. We each present ideas and we each yeah. have a little bit different styles and different mm-hmm. ideas and um and we'll use them and uh like again i mean that's something that and that's probably one of our you know like i say most radio friendly kind of song yeah, but that's something that, yeah. that eric came in and uh we we're all standing around bullshitting or whatever and we we're like yeah. you know what you know let's just i was like let's just try something Let's try something simple, man. He got like a three chord progression or something, man. Just, yeah. You know, so he hits this C D G thing, mm-hmm. and um, and I just start coming off with uh, with melody, vocal melody, no yeah. words yet, really. I'm just you know mm-hmm. humming humming a melody, trying to you know think of it in my head, and uh, and then all of a sudden, like 15 minutes later, we're and uh, we're we got the the core, the foundation. Of basically the arrangement of the song and uh, you know the vocal melody and, yeah. and just had you know we had to do a lot of fine tuning and polish it up and uh, but you know so sometimes it comes like that it's just right there on the spot you know and uh, some things yeah. can happen. So now that I'm sort of in the writer's seat more often, I uh, I like writing songs about a specific thing. I find at least for me more often than not, I like the lyrics. I guess first. Yeah. As much as I love riffing on guitar and, and all that stuff, like how do you find you get the that first initial spark? Is it? Uh, you know, some yeah. some of it. Uh, people, uh, like like the first song or two I wrote, they might have been a little bit of a down on for this band. They might have been a little more. Like I think it was Rescue and Carry On. People were in, and somebody's like, "Man, yeah. won't you write like a? You know, watch everything. I'll be down. Do something yeah. up." You know, I'm like, you know, at first I'm like. To myself, what do you, what do you, you know? then I'm like, you know what, they're right. They're right. Yeah. That's right. That's true. Let me try to come up with something else. So then I came up with that Hey Hey song where mm-hmm. it's, all, it's almost like a reggae type of beat in yeah. there. It's one of the last songs we did. And 
And that just talks about music in the different cities. Different cities are known for type of music. San Francisco yeah. is known for the dead, and you know Seattle is known for this, and Austin's known for that, and Las Vegas, blah blah. You know, and that you know. But we do something different, and where we're from, yeah. you know, and uh, and kind of wrote about that, you know, and I thought that was kind of neat. But inspiration can come from different places, uh, but as in a lot of bands. I mean, it's life experiences, man. A lot of it, uh, past relationships and things of that nature, and it, and you sometimes you really gotta harken back, man, and like almost go in a zone and put yourself in a place where you used to be. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And and you gotta kind of go back there, and you almost just stare into nothing and just and recall those times, and you have to recall them, and you and you have to like still live it like it was yesterday or like it's happening right now you know and and, yeah. and pull from it and uh and just start letting some things uh you know i mean i definitely think there's like always that metaphysical or spiritual sort of element to it all yeah like kind of accessing your muse or whatever it might be <clears throat> yeah um but then i think going back to one thing you said about maybe like comments from people when you are playing uh out and stuff I think that we, like, as uh, artists or whatever, maybe inhabit this, like, bipolar world where you write one thing when you're by yourself. And oh. then, obviously, you got to bring it out to the world and test it out. See how she goes. And uh, yeah. sometimes it can be weird because, like, a lot of times, you know, I feel like the songs that at least initially go over better are just about, like, simple stuff like getting drunk. Like party songs, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's true. And so you sort of have true. to like, I don't know how you, if you feel like you have to resist a temptation to write for people, or if you feel like you just kind of write what you write and that's the way it goes, or uh, I don't know. You know, I, I, we try to try to do try to do both. There, there's been times yeah. I've, I've written, I've been uh, like, uh, before this band I've written some things and I'm like, you know, I'm like, there's some, I was like, there's some dude that's on like the 27th floor of an office building sitting in cubicle number five. What, yeah. what is he listening to? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What, what is he listening? What, what does he want to hear? Printers. The sound of fax machines. What's he going to listen to on his way home from, you know, from his yeah. office job yeah. or going there or in the evening? What do they, what do they, who is the market? Who's the market? Yeah. You know, and sometimes I think that people, you know, the nasty motherfucker song. People love people love to say fuck. Yeah, they love to say it, and um, and if it's in a song, it gives them a reason to fuck yeah. to say it even more. You know what I mean? And yeah. Any song that's got like a little bit of taboo type of lyric in there, or something people like to yeah, they like to say that stuff. So like, you're probably the perfect person to kind of broach this topic with that I don't get to do very often, which is the topic of rock. And where it is now, but then like compared to where it was, and basically where I'm getting at is I have this interesting perspective where on the surface, rock's kind of dead or at least dormant compared to maybe where it was, where it used to be the biggest thing yeah. ever. Mm-hmm. And yeah, <clears throat> playing in cover bands and stuff like, or even a Guns N' Roses cover band, it still crushes. So it's like I feel like there's this need or this void for rock you know, or heavy rock music that isn't really being filled by any major band that I can I agree. point to that is new. 
mean, yeah. there's still old bands out there kicking ass. There but, are. But most of them are at least 15 years old. I yeah. Mean, well, we're, we're well. That's like, one thing we're trying is uh, you know as well, um, was to just like, just have like, just good music, man. Like rock, yeah. good rock music that's got there's no glitz, there's no yeah. gimmicks, there's no glamour, you know, there's no glam, there's no bullshit, you know. You you come and you see some, you know, and or you listen, and it's just some dudes that are. Playing good rock music, man, and hopefully great rock music. We never know until it gets out there somewhere and yeah. and, uh, and really gets out there. But, I mean, to me, some of this stuff is, I don't know, I, I think it's world class. Especially Carry On, that's my best vocal performance yeah. that I've ever done. That's yeah. the best thing I've probably ever written vocally because I did pull from the classical Italian in that. Mm. And... Uh, and really try to get my chops in that song and uh like i say there's not a raspy note in that everything's nice yeah. and clean and pretty and very haunting though it's, it's a yeah. very haunting song um but yeah we just want to mix it up a little bit and try to give some you know the closest we could probably think right now i mean i don't know if it's a good comparison or not is uh it's maybe like Foo Fighters or something. I mean, yeah. they they do a lot of different types of uh, song rock, still genres. rock though, or heavy or whatever. You want yeah, to they call do it, like right? some lighter stuff. You know, if you remember that old stuff, uh, yeah. visiting is you know, it's all la 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 di da da. And but uh, then he can also he uh, can really belt, man. That guy can belt, man. You oh, know, yeah. I was real unsure of that when he after he had. You know, Nirvana was over and whatnot, mm-hmm. and and then he came out. I was like, you know, I thought, you know, is this guy just riding the coattails of, yeah. of you know, of Kurt Cobain? Is he just piggybacking off of his fame? You know, is he using a, his death as, you know, as a platform for himself making yeah. money? And it wound up being pretty real. He's pretty fucking good. <laughs> well, yeah, he, good man. He's a wild story because he obviously is a punk kid from around here in D.C. when punk was going on. Yeah. Went out to Seattle and obviously that worked. Yeah. Um, probably, I don't know where I read it, but um, when he came back after Nirvana, he came to this area to his parents' house or at least a house that they maybe sold or something and he put a music studio in it. It's over in Alexandria, Virginia. And they wrote the the first uh, Foo Fighters album there, and the quote that I remember is like, it's "The best time of my life. All we did was drink beer, and make chili. And we wrote an album." <laughs> I'm like, because we we're all, you know, you know, they were sad or whatever. Obviously, yeah, Nirvana blowing up, but I thought that was cool, and it kind of made me like respect him a little more. I was like, yeah, he, he's real. He's not like. <clears throat> well, I heard like, another. Um, yeah. I heard another story with these guys. It might have been within the same realm that you're speaking of, or the same uh, interview, or not, but they. Uh, it was probably about five years ago. It was an album they recorded through uh, their label and all that good stuff, you know, in the multi-million dollar studio. Yeah, yeah. They spent millions of dollars on, on uh, you know, on recording this seat, you know, this full length, I call it. Yeah. Um, and it's all digital. And he listened to it and he was like, man, he was like, fuck that. He fucking yeah. said, trash it. He mm. trashed it and he went like... He yeah. went to his home studio and mm-hmm. did it on Real to Real. Yeah, I think I, that was a documentary. Actually. Yeah, and they were like, and he was like, there you yeah. go. This is what we're fucking doing. And it sounded fucking great, man. And, you know? Yeah. Another freaking gold gold album, gold record or something. Crazy, you know? 
Funny how that works. But he's just a real natural musician, you know, in that way, especially for popular music like that. And he's got a lot of, you know, I think he's got a lot of feel as well, man. His lyrics are good. Yeah. Uh, and he's got a lot of them. Yeah. A lot of them, man. You know, he's humorous. He's an entertainer, man. He just is. He's a good entertainer. Yeah. Well, that actually brings up a whole another barrel of monkeys if you want to talk about it, which is that, you know, at the core of it, we all are musicians. And then there comes the uh, the next, uh, I call it like the next uh, practice really to work on, which is entertainment, which is that entertaining aspect. And I feel like most band members don't ever truly get a chance to appreciate it in, unless you're the front man. Yeah. Right? I mean, like, unless you're the one singing, unless you're up front, you don't get a chance to really, like, have that engagement with a crowd, you know? And yeah. uh, I think that that's its own, like, like to use like a martial arts term like discipline like something else it's all intertwined but it's like something sort of different that you have to practice and I, I would feel like you would have maybe some insight there over there um or well when i when i'm just doing vocals it's a lot of i mean i've been in some pretty heavy bands as well man I've been yeah. in kind of, but some of it stems from that and you just you have to immerse yourself uh, your soul, your mind, your body, you have to immerse the whole entire experience into that song. At, at that moment, you are that song. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You are that. And you have to, uh, you feel it and, and, it, and it will naturally show your, your motions and your actions that come through uh, will express the, the kind of the feel and the meaning of, of the song itself. Uh, you're adding to it. You're adding to the whole story of the of because they all because each song is an individual piece, man, and uh, yeah, and they each take on their own life. They just do, and uh, and you have to somehow convey that that feel and that look to to your audience. Um, so we don't really. Uh, I wouldn't say we really like rehearse stage moves or. Yeah. Uh, or choreograph, you know, mm. we don't want to get, because I have seen some bands that you can tell they choreograph yeah, yeah. and, and I, I don't know. I think that has its ups and downs or its drawbacks it or can. whatever, because <clears throat> it can be too manufactured to the point that it can't uh, adjust for the, the night, like the night of whatever type of crowd or That's type true. of place that you have. Right. I feel like that is the art of a front man. Like, a front man who can be having a bad night or the crowd maybe isn't there or isn't great and can still turn it into something that's kind of memorable or kind of fun or yeah, whatever. can become like resourceful and, and yeah. whatnot in a way with, with what you got, with what you're working with and uh, and have. But, I mean, I've seen some bands are they're choreographed down to the hair flip. You know what right, I'm saying? Right. <laughs> you, both of uh, you do the hair flip uh, at this note or this word, blah, 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 and then walk back and forth across each other and then back again and flip your hair. And, you know, and that's just. Yeah, I just feel like reading the room is its own talent. Yeah, yeah. You know? And you do, and you point to people. People love it, man. You point to them, yeah. they feel included all of a sudden. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Because, you know, like when you were. You know, when you're younger, maybe you weren't playing gigs yet, or you went and saw a show, man. Yeah. If if somebody, if the if the singer or somebody pointed at you, you were like, "Hey, what's up, man?" You <laughs> yeah. know, you're like, "Hey, that motherfucker just pointed at me and said what's going on or something," you know. And uh, yeah, I actually like talking to people. You know, yeah. If I'm fronting the band, I like the jokes and or whatever it might be. 
I try yeah. to tell a little story or two, you know, about a song, especially if it's an original one, because I try, you know, I'll mix in um, covers too, but, you know, especially those originals, man, I feel like even as an audience member, when people tell me a little something about their song, I don't know, it just resonates more, or I pay more attention, yeah, you know, right? rather than when bands sometimes they just play the song, and like, all right, next song, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, don't, I don't know, That's yeah. Just, um, yeah. but yeah, people, you know, like you say, they, they, they do like it when you, when you interact with them and talk with them and, uh, yeah. and, and we do have some, I'm not going to call them really moved, but they're during, you know, during practice, like we practice, yeah. you know, two couple times a week, we, we get together and, uh, some things just come about naturally, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, if I naturally moved over there all of a sudden, then I find myself three rehearsals later, I'm, you know, I'm doing that same kind of thing. I'm like, oh, maybe we'll just. Yeah. Maybe I'll just keep doing that, you know yeah. what I mean? Because then all of a sudden it's not just a move, but it becomes maybe a cue for the drummer to be mm -hmm. like, "Oh, here this part's coming now," yeah. you know. And so, um, so yeah, it's a, I, I guess it's slightly choreographed here and there, but um, but for the most part, it's it's a it's just a feel, man. It's just yeah. a feel. I, I I think music is really all about. It's just all about feel. I mean, there's tech, technique and technical and, and things like that, but it, I don't I don't know that that connects with uh, with people. But, I mean, of course, you know, there's technical bands like Rush, Progressive Rush, and blah blah blah. Those guys back in the day, and um, they had a techno technical feel, and but some they could also you know just jam out a little bit. They could jam, and they had some lyrics that were. That, that would connect, you know, maybe like closer to the heart and some things like that, you know. Yeah. But uh, but then there's some bands that, you know, they, you know, they're not technical at all. A three chord progression, man, through the whole entire song. And it's a hit, you know what I mean? Oh, I mean. It's a hit. Yeah, right. You know, yeah. look at Neil Young, for the sake, yeah. you know, he didn't do much. And, but hey, man, he can you know he connected, and that's really what it's all about. And I, I've got uh, some friends that are like, I mean, motherfuckers, they shred, man. They're like the best freaking shredders you're ever going to want to hear. Yeah. You know all the fancy bullshit, and uh, and they've been doing it for years. But hey, but where are what are they doing? Yeah, one of my friends says like Nickelback is like I don't know one of the least like four chord bands. Even though a lot of people love them, and then like, you know, Blink One Eighty Two is a three chord band, and some for some reason it seems like everybody likes Blink One Eighty Two. Who's that? Blink One Eighty Two. Oh yeah, yeah, you're right, like, <laughs> right. Like, and you know, some things work, some things yeah. don't. Man. It's attitude and style, yeah. man, is what it yeah. is. It's funny, and it's, you know, and it's a personality that goes along with with the, you know with the music. And, yeah, and of course, you know the. Of course, seeing people, people have to have a, a visual, uh, you know, something visual about them as well uh, that, to go along with that whole entire personality trait, you know, a, a uniqueness, I suppose you could call it, you know, and and uh, and, that, and that's where it really can stand out, um, you know, and and a lot of that comes from being true to yourself and just who you are and just. And just fuck it, you know, and mm -hmm. 
and be what you want to be, and hopefully it works out for the best. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you only get one shot, man, in this life. You know what I mean? And, yeah, I don't. I don't want to just be dead and forgotten. You know, and at least. If nothing else, hey, man, at least maybe my great-grandchildren can, you know, hear something and yeah. be like, hey, man, that was my great-granddad. Or, you know, yeah. That shit he used to do, that was crazy, you know, whatever. Yeah. You know, it's a voice from the past, you know. It's a voice from the dead. It's when you're gone, you're still, yeah. you're still around yeah. somewhat, you know. Still there. No, there's, a, there's always a little bit of immortality or whatever. Yeah, that, absolutely. Uh, it, and it is, I mean... There, there is a you know a, a fear of just in some ways of just being dead and gone and forgotten. You're done. It's over. Yeah. It's over. Where are you? Where's life? It's gone. You know what I mean? Yeah. You're an old age home. You know you're getting ready to die. You know what? What have I done? Who remembers it? Who's going to? Who's ever going to? Re- yeah, I think the uh, the driving factor for most great art is like the fear of death in a lot of ways. But yeah, you know? I totally agree. The Aussies lived it. They made a whole career in the fear of death. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he has a fear of death. I don't know. He calls uh, himself the Prince of Darkness, but you listen to that old Sabbath stuff. He was, I think he's a God-fearing man, to tell you the truth, man. Everything was like. He's a Sharon-fearing man. Yeah, you know, it was sure. about his fears of, you know, of everything, really. And, yeah. Uh, I actually read his book. It's probably one of the funniest books I've ever read. Oh, Ozzy? Sure. Yeah. Like, he had a pretty good interpreter then when they wrote that. I know. I don't know who. <laughs> <laughs> wasn't him typing it. <laughs> no, I'm sure. Uh, yeah. That was a funny one. They though. probably had an app for that. Ozzy Decipher app. Also, yeah, also the fact that he could remember anything either. It was <laughs> yeah. just crazy. Yeah. But, yeah. But, yeah, like, who are some of your, I mean, we talked about some of your favorite singers and some of your favorite, like, people. Uh, I, I, want, I want to talk about one other favorite singer if I could here, please. Um, I know we talked about some of the rock guys, but man, there's this dude, uh, a guy, Marty Balin. I don't know if you know who Marty Balin is, but he was with Jefferson Starship in the, um, like, and he wrote all them love songs and whatnot for the Jefferson Starship. Mm-hmm. Uh, Miracles, Count on Me, you know, he sang all that stuff, man. Uh, and man, that motherfucker. That's one of the most pure vocal talents. And I think he may be slightly underrated. He just died like a couple years ago, two, three years ago or something. But that yeah. guy was... And uh, if you if I ever want like a vocal warm-up or try mm-hmm. to do... I, I You know, when I'm driving around, I, I sing that stuff. I sing all that light stuff, all that stuff, man, because those guys were vocalists. They were vocal artists, man. And they were fucking good. Yeah. And... Uh, it really, really helps. And when you're trying to write music, it really helps. Nobody knows where you get it. People don't know where you get it from. It doesn't yeah. matter. It doesn't fucking matter. It doesn't yeah. matter if I'm lifting it, you know, get it from Pavarotti or something. It doesn't matter. I'm bringing it out into a new, you know, new song. But, uh, but yeah, uh, Balin, he's, he's one of the greats, man. And, of course, there's Cornell, you know, that, yeah. that, that I'm always, you know admired you know when he was with Soundgarden when he first came out I thought he was the best one of of the whole entire you know group, group of the yeah. musicians that came out probably classically uh, you know got yeah. a lot of range there for he, sure. he is trained man and you and you yeah. hear it but he kept that raspiness yeah, you know and he was a, yes he was able to keep his edge and I, I, that's what that's what I admired about him but man what a 
he was what a soul that soul was just tormented <laughs> you know he was a tormented man for some reason something happened to that guy and at some point in life did yeah I mean a lot of them especially like Scott Weiland and stuff but then there's also like the positive stories I guess too where like Eddie Vedder seems alright hey uh, you know he seems to be yeah like doing, he made it he doing alright doing fine and doing some positive things too in the world <clears throat> so it's not all <laughs> all a downward spiral I guess no top, but for a lot of people it is unfortunately so it ain't know. easy out there, man. I'm sure they start, you know, you start meeting some people in the, in that business a little higher up. Yeah. And they're going to start shoving that shit in your face, man, you know, more and more. Mm-hmm. You know, they want you to stay up and finish something. They want you, yeah, man, put yeah. this in your face and let's let's move. Let's <laughs> get it going on, you know. And, yeah. Uh, so, and, and Got to take can, care of yourself somehow, though. Yep, and yeah, and I and some of these people that have made it through, like you say, all these years, man, these guys that have been doing it, you know, big time for 30, 40 years. How the fuck? <laughs> How the fuck, man? That's it's a lot Just, of. Uh, they don't really fall for the temptation, I guess, as much or something. I don't yeah. Know. Yep. Uh, yeah. Um, it's a little good, but uh. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's uh. Just uh, I, I try to go on a musical journey here, vocals that like you really don't hear in another band and other bands or coming from other artists. And we're not trying to ride the coattails of any particular genre or sound, you know. Yeah. Like like remember I don't know if you remember when when the Seattle sound came out, boom! All of a sudden there was like five thousand bands that sounded yeah. just fucking like. <laughs> You know, everything else. That's the same thing with, like, uh, Kings of Leon or whatever yeah. the modern indie rock scene is or stuff like that. Not that they're even modern anymore. I don't know who is. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> Killers as well, I guess, jumped on somewhere. Yeah, there's a sound for every era. Keen and them. Yeah, like, yes, You can't is. completely ignore the sound. But, yeah, there are too many bands usually just fall for the whole uh, and that's, cliche of it all. That's and, right. and that's um, And if you're not a leader... Your follower and the followers, they fall off the wayside. You know what I'm saying? But the yeah. the leaders seem to make it. You know, keep going through. Um, I think it's just sticking with it and just being uh, almost. Uh, I mean, obviously stubborn about the whole thing. <laughs> like really stubborn. You gotta but, believe in yourself, man, and you but, gotta uh, believe that you have something that that people may want to hear and that's the difficult part man that's the tough part about being especially a vocalist man because you're really putting yourself out there dude you know yeah. you may as well be standing there with no clothes on you know what I'm saying because you're really just exposing yeah. your soul and your heart and your vocal and your voice and you're exposing your entire self man your heart's on your sleeve you know to yeah. the entire world to anybody and if they laugh at you and tell yeah. you you suck. You <laughs> it kind of yeah. sucks, you know. But like I've just I don't know. I guess I've learned that like just having a sense of humor about the whole thing is yeah. the only way to survive. Because it like, is. Because if it you ain't. take it too seriously, like you're gonna get beat up. Like I don't know. Yeah. At least in your own head, maybe. Yeah, um, and you know, and, and and I try to think also of like. You know the rise, like these bands, they they, they rise, man. They they're up there for like a year, yeah. and then and where where and then they fall. 
What happens to you mentally, man, when you fall? You know what I'm saying? What happens? Yeah, I think I think a lot of people would feel that way. I guess I always looked at it though as like, wouldn't it be cool to even have one song that was that famous? Like you would think you would be disappointed. Maybe you didn't stay in the limelight, but at the same time, you'd be like, well, at least I got my moment in the sun that's, or whatever. That's and, true too, man. Like, I, and you can largely still play songs still play music yeah this like, is true all even all the one hit wonder bands they're still out there playing most of them yeah yeah this, this is true they're not selling out arenas but they're yeah they don't yeah. have to go to work <laughs> so. well right there's no physical yeah. you know, <laughs> physical labor going on there unless yeah. you're carrying unless you're carrying your own amps and, <laughs> and stuff yeah, still some of them might be but hey <laughs> it's still they're, yeah they're not working construction or yeah which or is whatever. what i do actually yeah. daytime but yeah yeah man it, that's real labor it is I, mean, I work for the fire department so that right. idea yeah. gotcha um, yeah I'm, I'm a self-employed plumber maryland master plumber nice. gas fitter yeah and just i just work by myself for myself and make my own schedule and that's what's up yeah man yeah i feel like you guys and uh journeyman's electricians have it pretty well figured out in some senses because it's like that. I mean, you got your own LLC going, and yeah. you got your own schedule. So yeah, that's kind of nice. And that flexibility helps yeah. me a lot with this yeah. being band stuff. Because if I got to record on a fucking Tuesday at eleven o'clock, yeah. if that's what he's got, I can rearrange my schedule and be like, yeah, all right, I'll be there. Yeah, you know, and I can do it. And you know, whereas when I worked for the man all that time, it was, oh uh, yeah, it's it was you know it was whips, man. I mean, I'm telling you, it was. It was every day you are fucking giving it your all, and it still wasn't enough, you know. And so. Nah, you're just in the wheel at that point. Yeah, man. There's no winning. It's just a number, <laughs> nothing but a number. Yeah. <clears throat> it's not what you did for me yesterday. It's what can you do for me today? That's what they used to tell us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's true to an extent, to a point. Yeah. I've learned a lot from some of these companies, that's for sure. But <laughs> I apply it to, uh, I apply it to this as well. Yeah. So uh, I mean, I feel like you're uh, the truest part-time rock star uh, to have on in a lot of senses, and I hope that's not a, like uh, a bad thing. No. Nah. I know a lot of people are like, "Well, I'm full time, and I'm this and I'm that," but I look at it as like, you know, I started this for like the working man's musician, you know, because mm-hmm. that's what I am. And it's yeah. like, I don't know. I mean, working gives you uh, a lot of like just sort of extra motivation, I think, sometimes too. Whereas I don't know what it's like to be a full time musician, but I sometimes think if that's all I was doing with my life, and especially if I hadn't, you know, made a million bucks or whatever, like, what would I write about? You know, like, <laughs> where where's the drive? Like, where's the it's, motivation come from? Like, I, I don't know. True. Right. Like, is there such thing as having too much time? Well, I mean, I, do, I think this is why maybe some you know? of the most, some of the greatest musicians and vocalists or whatnot, they were all tormented by something. They gave them, that was what they wrote about, you know, was their own yeah. personal struggles and their own torment and related it to, uh, you know, to songs and maybe what other people were feeling in some senses and uh you know, so it seems like there always had to be something going on to write a song, unless you're writing some completely sick 
bubblegum rock song, you know, that you know, like it's about a couple, you know, partying with some chicks or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, and that's that's a whole nother side, but uh, yeah. I, don't know. I just feel like you know, being working class gives you that drive, that motivation sometimes that maybe you don't always have if, if you're not the type of person who can build that into your own, I don't know, outlook on life. Maybe you need that kick in the ass sometimes. That's um yeah i mean well you know i don't know i I hated working so much that i started a business that's how much i hate it you know what i'm saying that's what it did drive me working for them motherfuckers man it it drove me to have to do something else i think i'm not gonna be able to work for these people the rest of my life they're gonna fucking kill me they're gonna get all they're gonna squeeze the best years out of me man and then they're gonna throw the old wet towel in the garbage you know pail and and it ain't gonna matter and they're gonna kill me. It's gonna break. They're gonna break my back. I was like, "Fuck that!" I fucking hate work. And uh, I was like, "But if I gotta do it, yeah. I may as well do the best I can." And that's how I apply to the music as well. If I'm gonna fucking do it, yeah. I may as well fucking do the best I can. And it goes with everything I do. I I, I, I hunt a lot. <laughs> and if I'm go. gonna do it, I'm yeah. gonna do the best I can, man. And drinking, you know. Raxel or bears every Raxel on my wall and every shit, you know, I'm just gonna fucking do it. Yeah. Why if you're gonna do it, fucking do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> why why are you gonna piddle dick around with it, you know what I'm saying? And just be oh you know, I dabble in this, I dabble in that. Yeah. Well, I don't play golf because I suck. I can never do it good, you know. <laughs> I like to say I, I don't have hobbies, I have passions. Yeah. You know I mean like Yeah, okay, I feel like right. There's a little bit more of a difference there. Yeah, it is a difference. It is a difference, especially if you, if you're passionate about each thing you do. Yeah, you're passionate about it, or you become obsessed with it. You know, after you put every your all into it, man. Yeah, put everything in, and uh, because that's how I was about guitar playing. Like especially as a kid, you know, I was the type of lock myself in my room and you know. Oh yeah. Play it for eight hours until I could get an eruption down. You know. Oh, note or whatever. (laughs) Like that sort of oh, shit. Oh, well, that's pretty good, man, if so, you're doing that. Because I, I remember yeah. you playing some of that Guns N' Roses stuff, and it sounded good. And uh, I, I think I had it off night, but uh, <laughs> judging by the sound of it. But, yeah, but good. on a good night, I, I can definitely, I got a little little something going on, for I, I, sure. I might have played um, with you guys at the Fish Head one time, too. I'm not sure. Yeah. But uh, I guess the other thing I always tell people is, you ever need like a little solo on, on a track? Feel free to hit me up. I can always. Yeah, gotcha. Got, these days it's so easy with GarageBand and everything else. You can just record something and send it off to people. And it's yeah. pretty, pretty fun. Um, yeah. but. Now we do, um, we do have we, you know this this full length is being released. Uh, you know now or whatnot, yeah. you can get it. And uh, we do have three other songs that we've been playing two of them out, and. Um, a third one is pretty much complete. We have another fourth one in the works, but we do have studio time set up for the end of January to record two more songs so we can start on our next uh, full length here. It would be nice if we could have it done within a year. That would be pretty cool, which I, I think we can. I think we yeah. can. We're, we're really starting to move along. That is just down to three of us instead of having four people just yeah. down to three. Um, um. Yeah. Now, now this is where a little bit of a a little bit of an issue may lie within our our music is that I don't think we are one like we talked about 
uh, you talked about light rock, hard rock, this rock, that rock, that. Yeah. I don't think that we are one particular genre or style, and uh, yeah. and that's that's that may be where we run into a little bit of a, of a problem. Uh, yeah. Because it's just we're not like really labeled as one particular type of of, of music, I guess. Uh, I don't know. I mean, you listen to some of it. I don't know what you would you know uh, categorize us in. Um, oh, I mean, there's sprinkles of everything. I mean, you know, like I said, especially with the range that you have vocally, you got the little dabbles of Dickinson here and there, and then some of the more crustier, grungier stuff. Um, you have probably a little bit lower register, you're probably a little more like a baritone than, say, Chris Cornell, but um, I don't know. You have like that mixture. In yeah. There. So. It, but it, it, it's hard to be like I guess we just consider ourselves just rock music I don't mm. know you know instead of being not not blues rock or not you know, like you say not this yeah. rock it's you know some bands I hear you hear one song I, I've seen so many, I've played with so many bands you hear one song their first song like oh that was pretty good yeah. that was probably their best one yeah because everything else you hear after that is it's all the same yeah it's all it's all the same and if you're into that one particular type of music, that's all good, I guess. But you're basically hearing the same song for like 45 minutes. Yeah. You know, for the most part. Yeah, no, I mean, you've heard more bands than I have, and I've heard a shitload. Yeah. But like, <laughs> it's just, to me, if I'm an audience member and not a musician, I mean, I'm both or whatever, but I look for the stories is as an audience member when I the bands that I remember that I saw sight unseen and like still listen to um, it's because they not only was there like a, a story within the song that was you know I, I could hear it I could figure it out but they might have added a little tidbit somewhere in between songs to kind of clue me in to but hey you know you know, age old story girlfriend left me whatever and then throw in the funny part that's original <laughs> yeah, and then uh, right. And then like rip into the song, and like I'm I'm listening a little closer now because I'm like, all right, where are you gonna take this? And if you throw in something personal like that, like I I gravitate at least personally as an audience member, right? Uh, more yeah, to that, I get you. Uh, I'm sure. So I mean, it's like the style of music almost comes secondary after that. As much as I love rock and I love metal and I love all that stuff, I'll listen to even rap or pop if it. It like clues me in. On Absolutely, you know? uh, yeah, man. So. Yeah, I've I've got no one particular style or genre that I that I favor, yeah. or, or that's my favorite. I should say then you know it's it's just got to capture me somehow and be exactly. like, oh, that sounds pretty cool, yeah. you know. Or, <laughs> oh, that was cool. Well, I mean, that was a great idea. Something about it. I don't care if it's the simplest yeah. of of notes or whatever. If it's you know if it catches you, it catches you. Exactly. Or it can be very complex in it, but it's got to catch it. It's got to catch that ear. So I, I'm just I'm not real down with that shred stuff, man. Mm. I was asked yeah. to join a band before I got into this. That was, uh, and they they play around now, uh, you know. But but, and the guitar player could he can shred, man. He can play, and they sent me some songs, and. I gave it like two, three weeks or whatever listening to him, and I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Dude, I, I just can't. I just, I just can't write to. I can't write to it. Mm. I mean, I was like, I probably could write to it. I was like, not that I can't, but it's, it's just not going to be what your songs are. 
So yeah, and maybe this this is a conversation I might have more often with guitar players uh, or fellow guitar players. In that, as I've gotten older, I've you know most of us have transitioned from when you're young, all you want to do is squeeze as many freaking notes into that scale as you can, and under you know however many seconds it is, as many notes as possible. Like you're kicking ass. As you get older, though, you're like, man, how much can I get out of like this one note? You know, yes. like Santana does or Steve Ray Vaughan or something like that. Like, yeah. how how do I get more out of less? And like your mindset starts to change. It and, does. And, like it's about it becomes about feel. Yeah. And uh, and con- like the connectivity with people to move them somehow. Yeah. You know, and take them on a little ride, or, or let them feel your guitar story. I, I think the, the guy Eric Rodelius that's playing guitar on most on almost all. Yeah, I think he's he he, 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 he he is good, and a lot of my vocals come from that, and a lot of his guitar playing. We complement each other in that way. Is that I think we both have that feel, although we're different instrumentations. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, we, we've just got that same type of feel for the songs and. He's able to express yeah. what I'm doing vocally, and I'm able to express what he's doing, guitar, you know, on a guitar. Yeah, you guys are a good tandem. Like it, it starts to click up, and like from a guitar playing spectrum or uh, perspective, I can see what he's trying to do, where his phrasing is uh, is there. Like he's trying to make something more memorable than just squeezing in as many notes, yes, uh, as uh, possible. Yes. <laughs> yeah, know? yeah, like like some so. guitar solos. Uh, on some popular song, you know them note for note. You yeah. know, it, just hearing it, you know, you you know, you know yeah. them note for note. But if somebody's shredding it, sweet picking and all this, yeah. you're like, you have no clue what they just played, yeah. and it doesn't matter. If oh yeah, it was impressive, it was fast, you know, Michelangelo Basio kind of bullshit or something. And, yeah. But all right, well, unless you're the fastest, you're just fucking, you're second place. You're riding everybody's coattail. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, but there is no second place when it comes to uh, having a, putting a lot of feel into your guitar solos and making yeah. them memorable. There's no second place there. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like the the difference between lyricists a lot of time or singers maybe uh, that I remember is like the way they connect with their own lyrics. Probably, <clears throat> you know. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. I, it sounds simple, but maybe it's not. It's no, it's you know. it's it's true. There's some of these songs that I, I'm there when when yeah. I'm singing that song. Uh, some you know, some you're not you. There's a crowd there sometimes, but you don't even you don't even see them. You don't even yeah. see them. You're just I'm I'm totally in my mind and I'm in that spot and, and yeah, again moment. in that yeah. moment and thinking back to those incidences and that storyline and uh, and that's what really I think can capture the audience or a person or connect is you have to connect every time man it's yeah it ain't easy but you know we're, gotta try yeah, yeah we're giving it a shot yeah. and you just never know you just never know man uh, I mean we we just wrote a song to one of them we're getting ready to record it's it's very, uh, it's, I thought it was very punky. It had a lot of punk feel to it. Yeah. We call it Dogtown. Uh, nice. It's been, it, it's, it's a pretty cool one, man. It's a good driving song, but it's it's one that, it's one we wrote. It doesn't sound like any of the other ones. You know what yeah. I'm saying? And, um, and then we have something else called In It 
that it really doesn't sound like uh, some of these other ones. It's, it's pretty cool what we're what I think what we're putting together. Uh, I just don't know if it will get the appreciation or the recognition that, of course, we think that it should. Of course, you know. Cause, yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, these days, especially with this podcast thing, um, yeah, I think the realization I've come to is it's just, you know, the age-old thing of who you know, but as bands, it's more like, who is in your genre, and, and who are you playing with, or or who do you know in that sense that starts to bring people out to shows? So... Like the Maryland reggae rock bands, they sort of work together symbiotically almost, and like the fans of one of them will be fans of the other one, and then it starts to trickle down to even <clears throat> further to other bands that are smaller, and I feel like some of that's missing in some of the other genres, I guess, especially around here, I guess. You know, it's tough around here, man. The music scene around here, um, at least from 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 most of what I see and know, um, I, I don't know if I'd be offending other bands out there or not. But there's a lot of it that's just not. It's just not good. It's not. Just, it's uh, just not. It's not catchy. It's not good. There's just nothing. And and they're playing the bars, and it's really a uh, it's really a reflection on the area. That you know, you, you get what you see. You get what people what they're higher, and, uh, and and it even goes deeper than that because it, you're getting what they pay for, what the bars yeah. want to pay for, for the most part. You know what I'm saying? If they want to pay for, or the clubs they want to pay for a big band to come in there and and do it up, they're going to get something good. If they want to pay, you know, two hundred dollars for some you know band to come in, and that's what. And that's, I think a lot of it's what it comes down to is, is the financial part of uh, of it. There, and, and maybe there's not a lot of hunger out there with some of the younger musicians. I don't know. I think uh, the hunger is there with the musicians, for sure. Where I would start to wonder is the crowd and the audience. You know, yeah. Where they come from and what, you know. So, like, in the 90s, in the punk scene in D.C., you watch some of those old shows, and it's just, like, kids everywhere I think the little room wherever they played is just packed to the walls yeah and that's because it was rebellious it was cool it was the thing at the time yeah and now like with music as a whole you know it's always driven by the younger generation uh, from the crowd standpoint this is true and so like what are they you know how are shows changing because the kids still want to go to shows the genre will change. You know, they might want to go to EDM or a rave show or a rap show or something. Yeah. Um, something I would say without instruments, hopefully, you know, doesn't <laughs> offend people, but, you know, it is what it is. I'm just saying, like, what drives those kids out to the shows, you know, because it basically <sighs> comes down to, like, their friends. If their friends aren't going, they're not going. That's true. And, like, if it's not cool, it's not cool. And, and then, and, I mean, coming from, a, you know, a, my perspective, um, when they reach a certain age, all of a sudden, most of those kids, they're married and they're having their own children. Yeah, they're they gone. Mo- they moved on. They're gone. Yeah. So you have a short period of time right there. There's a time window from between the age of, say, your, you know, uh, late high school, maybe turn 18 to like maybe 25 Maybe yeah. right in there, 
you've got a time, you've got a window of time where you may be able to capture yeah. some people a lot of, and and then that window closes because like I say anybody who's not yeah. a musician all these they're getting married they're having they're gone they yeah, don't come to the clubs no more and then you don't see it pick back up until a lot of these people they get to their late 30s early 40s and yeah. they start coming back out yeah. because a lot of their kids yeah. are now in their late yeah. teens and they can you know, they don't need babysitters anymore yeah. blah 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 so they start going back and there's your other frame of time I, I, I've seen it you say I'm a, a veteran <laughs> from around yeah. or whatnot, but I've seen this happen you yeah. know that's that's what I saw and uh, because there was a period of time I didn't play for a while either while I got my business together and got my house together and, yeah. I, and I have a family as well <clears throat> there was a period of time I didn't do really do much and then eventually I was just, uh, a friend needed, called me out of the blue, was like, man, our singer can't do that. Man, they can only yeah. do half of the songs or whatever, man. Can you help yeah. us out? And they were playing down on, um, uh, just across the bridge down there, that place on the right, whatever the fuck it's called. <laughs> can't remember. Ken Island right there. Yeah. Big, nice club. And it was started, man. I was like, fuck it, man. I'll come down. Let me see your set one list. cult and, classic, was it? No, yeah. it was right there on the water on the right. Oh, Kent Narrows. Uh, on Kent Island. Yeah, yeah. You know, it it's one of the bars at Kent Narrows, like Red Eyes or something like that. Probably. Um, but it was one of the yeah. the jetty. That's yeah. where it was. I was playing the jet. And so I went down there and I just looked at their song list and all. And I was like, fuck it, man. I'll do half of them, whatever. And uh, and then I didn't have it looked back since, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, know? once it bites you, it bites you. It's hard. Yeah, to, yeah. It's hard to let it go. Yeah, it is hard um, to let it go. But, yeah, man, it seems like you're out there kicking ass still. It's good to see. Still so. just trying, man. Still pushing, always pushing, always hustling, man. It's every fucking day. I know the song says every day I'm hustling, but it's true. Because <laughs> yeah. it's fucking true, man. That if it's not for my own business, it's for the music or whatever, man. I'm constantly on the phone. I'm constantly calling, constantly contacting people. You know, it's all about communications, man. And, uh, yeah, and that's why we're playing gigs, and a lot of people aren't. Yeah, because I'm just fucking making it happen. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Make it happen. Yeah, and somebody's got to entertain the people, right? Somebody's got to fucking do it. Why yeah. not be me or you or whoever? You know, somebody's got to yeah. do it. Whoever wants it more. <laughs> yeah, somebody's <laughs> going to do it. They're going to have yeah. entertainers. It doesn't matter. It's just, and, you know, and I don't know if. Uh, uh, you know, is there is there really any more a uh, you know an ending kind of age to to a musician? What what they do? I don't I no, don't man. know. Uh, I mean, I look at it a little more broadly than just musician. Like you're an artist as well, and like so you just kind of it all changes, it evolves. It does. So you're not going to necessarily be doing the same type of music or the same type of entertainment necessarily, unless you're like Lemmy Kilmeister just yeah, yeah. Balls he was straight man. ahead man right <laughs> never oh, changed but, fuck yeah he was yeah. you know he, awesome. he had a mission yeah. and he fucking accomplished it you yeah, know that was his thing <laughs> yeah man he did um, most people though that kind of change over time but you're still doing largely the same thing I mean you're still playing and whatnot. yeah so I think it's just about adapting if anything yeah um but. but but these guys, man, they Eric's great guitar, Carlos is a great guitar, and they leave it. We leave each other wide open to be able to uh, 
um, to each do our thing, man. You know, they, they let me do what I do on, on the vocals, and they really don't... Uh, uh, they really don't nitpick it or whatnot. They just kind of let me do do my thing, and uh, and that's cool because you don't it, it, like in like Eric. We don't really nitpick his shit either. We just let him kind of do his thing, and and it, it saves a lot of headaches and arguments as well. And yeah. and if each person can't be who they are, they it, gonna leave. It, 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 it ain't gonna work. It ain't gonna work. You know, somebody's gonna be unhappy if they can't do what they do, what they want to do, and. You know, like Chorus, this is the first band he's been This is the longest he's ever been in a project. We've been doing this for about uh, four and a half years. And um, with this, and, you know, he's never been in anything where he's just allowed to be himself. Yeah. He's always controlled. No, 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 man. We need you to do 4-4 four, four, this, blah, 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 boom, yeah. boom, 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 you know. Blah. And uh, he's able to contribute. He's, you know, writes some of the parts in the songs or has ideas of, hey, let's put this there, let's put this there, let's try to rearrange this. And, and, uh, so, and now he's got global distribution. So, you know what I'm saying? It's working out for him a little bit there, uh, to yeah. be able to have his own ideas. And he throws some good ones in there. And, uh, and so, yeah, we're, we're real happy. It was tough that bass player position. It was, was tough and I finally just said fuck it because I did play bass uh, yeah. some years ago and some other original projects and whatnot mm -hmm. and uh, so I was just like fuck it man yeah, you know if they can't you know if you can't find anybody that plays better than, than I think I can play <laughs> then why yeah. even you know I was like fuck it because I was playing rhythm guitar and singing too and, yeah but so so Eric had to take over that whole the whole guitar spot because there's no rhythm guitar anymore yeah he had to fill it all in uh, suddenly, and then, you know, while I transitioned back over to bass, but I, I like to hit a lot of chords. I like to really fill up the area. You know, mm -hmm. I'll, I'll just like take my thumb and just hit, a, you know, hit the chords here and there, yeah. and you know, or do a lot of octave work and whatnot, just to uh, just to fill up space. You know, mm -hmm. I, I, I can't stand watching the bass player just. Come on, man. Grab yeah, that thing, it, man. It's fun when you get to play with uh, a bass player who's really jamming out. Yeah, yeah. Really, you know. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, so it, it, it is, you know. You play that thing like it's your, you know, like you're fighting it or so. Not even fighting it. Just get aggressive with it, you know. I, I love yeah. aggressive guitar playing and... Uh, but it don't have to be like I say shredding or whatnot, you know. Yeah, but, just having fun. Yeah. yeah, that's more important than anything. Yeah, man. More memorable, you know. As long as you don't get too drunk, fall down. There's a fine line. That's funny. That's uh, funny. My my, so. my wife will remember that. I'll, I want to tell her when I go uh, and be like, ah, it was it, it was a, it uh, She go, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. For sure, yeah. but yeah, I mean, I do appreciate you coming over and yeah, dude, you know, and just kind of hanging out. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I try to keep this simple and just try to, um, I guess, like I said, you know, keep the network spreading, keep it uh, flowing, brother. I appreciate you having me out as much as you appreciate me coming out. Probably more, because uh, you know, as like you say, we do got to keep it spreading around and. uh 
and we're all contributing. You're yeah. contributing right now to do it. And, you know, if you're not doing it, who's going to do it? You know, if I'm not doing yeah. entertaining, who's going to do it? If you're not yeah. entertaining, who's like, going to do it? I feel like there's a little void for it, for sure. Yeah. Especially with everybody and their mom podcasting these days. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's like, I I just know so many people. I mean, you're the, I'm sure you're the same way that are playing. And there's basically like a, almost a shortage of venues. I do agree with you, though, that not every band is good, necessarily, so not every band should be playing right away as soon as they got their first EP or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, maybe stuff like this helps build the groundswell, because I think that there is probably some form of rock renaissance coming. I, I think so, too. Um, I, I feel It's been it a while too. since, like, the ACDCs of the world... That's why we're trying been, to put up a straight rock yeah. kind of thing, you know. But like you said, it is. I mean, I don't. I don't think it's dying. I think it's more like it's dormant. It's not at the pinnacle of whatever music is, but yeah, it's still there, and there's still kids learning how to play guitar, and there's still, you know. I see incredible like, musicians on YouTube. It's kids, yeah. kids, you know, they're virtuous or kids. Yeah. But it's crazy. So I'm, I'm kind of waiting for it to translate back into the the whole scope of music a little more. So rock's um, always been fun. Rock's always been pretty cool. I was, I was never like a, I was never a hair metal guy. I, I hated it. I, ha- yeah. I hated hair bands. I hated the guy I am. I, I just hated us. You know, give me give me Sabbath. You know, basically. Uh, you know. Yeah. I used to eat, sleep, and breathe that stuff, man. All that black <laughs> Sabbath shit, man. It was. Yeah. I'd go to I'd go to sleep. I'd put I'd put it in and press mm-hmm. play and go to sleep with Sabbath playing. You know, that's just the way it was. And yeah, you know, it probably really shaped and formed a lot. Old Alice Cooper shit was pretty wild too, man. He was yeah. he had some shit that was like, you motherfucker, you freaking sick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you come up with that shit, yeah. <laughs> and then you're gonna write about it. Then you're gonna <laughs> sing about it. And holy yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, he was a fun one. Him and Frank Zappa. Yeah, but uh, Cooper would come out with like two full albums per year. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it. with some pretty intricate stuff on some of that. You're like, how the fuck? Yeah. Come out with all that shit in one year. You know, yeah. pretty wild. Madman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's but that's what they did. They lived, ate, yeah. and breathed, breathed it, man, and and uh, that was their life, and that's what they did. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> yeah. Um, Good stuff. I don't know. Is there anything that I didn't like ask you that maybe you wanted to like a talking point or something um, to get to? You know, I mean, obviously we want to promote the new shit. I do. I, that's the main thing. I, but, I do want to promote um, that. <clears throat> um, and yeah. uh, maybe we'll put carry on on there if you want. Instead. Man, carry um, on. I, I don't know if if. I mean, again, is good vocally. I'm not really too yeah. raspy in that, but Carry On is probably my the pinnacle of that of vocally on that uh, release, that full length. That's yeah. to me. I feel, anyway. I feel like you got me a little excited about that one, so I might, <laughs> I might throw that one on there. Yeah, uh, it's it's got. Yeah. I, I I I pull a note out in there, man. Towards the end, it's just I, to me. I feel like it grips. It grips you right yeah. there at that spot, and it and it holds on for I don't know six seven seconds or something, man. Maybe eight yeah. seconds holds on for a while, man, and it's just, you know, I'm pretty proud of that one vocally. It was, uh, you know, but it's it's again that's thinking back to times gone past, and uh, it's a milestone, man. You're always working your way up. Yeah, to the next one, right? 
Well, yeah, uh, but I mean the 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 lyrics themselves and 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 the whole feel of the thing was from days that have long gone. You know what I mean? And 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 at one point, it's the last time. It's the last time you're gonna see somebody. It's the fucking last time, yeah. and you may not know it, but it's the last fucking time you're ever gonna see them. And uh, and there's something to be said about that. You know what I'm saying? When you, you yeah, know, it's the uh, it's the present moment. It is going back to performing. Yeah, that's man. one of the cool things about performing. Yeah, I get chills just even just thinking about yeah. some of the, you know, the, the feelings that go along with that stuff, man. You wouldn't think, yeah. but you know, I. You know, some some relationships and rotten. People wind up in divorce. People wind up in the, and they're angry. Yeah. You know, and they can't think of enough words to call somebody. And, <laughs> you know, and, and and there it is. You yeah. know, and you nasty motherfucker. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and you yeah. get to say it. That's the beauty of what I do. Is I get to say it. I get to write about. It. I get to sing. You know, yeah, I get to do it. I'm like, yeah. One of my, one of my buddies is a good singer. He likes singing "Crazy Bitch." Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. He's like, hey, it's one of the few times I get to go out there. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. You know, you you got to do it in an artful way. It's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's like painting a nude picture. It's it's, it's art. It's yeah. art. Oh, it's art. I don't care. Spreading it out there. Look, it's art. I drew yeah. that. <laughs> you, know? you know what I mean? It's the same yeah. thing. You know, I'm, it's vulgarities. That's what I was feeling. That's what I feel. It's my art. Context. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and then rescue as well. That's that's a pretty good one too. That's yeah. a pretty good one too. And, you know, somebody thinking that you can't do without them, and they're going to rescue you. Like you need it. Like you fucking need to be rescued. I don't fucking need you. I don't fucking need that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I, don't, I don't need you to rescue me, you know, and make believe and all this other stuff, you know. You don't have to make me feel blessed that you're in my presence. And, <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, as small and humble as it may be, you are now in the part-time rock star alumni. And uh, I'm actually going to make that a little bit more of a thing. I think I'm going to, you know how playlists work these days and all that. <clears throat> um that's kind of one of the driving factors in people listening if you're on a playlist. So uh, once we get to about 50 episodes, which we're closing in on, uh-huh. I was just going to make uh, the playlist public for everybody who's been on the podcast. So that way, hopefully that can help drive streams. Yeah, that'd as, be awesome, man. As well. So, yeah, man, and and um, all this can be you know found on iTunes and Spotify's and blah blah blah. Yeah, yeah. I'll cover that for you and put it's your links in and whatnot. Six dollars and ninety three cents. <laughs> yeah, um, pretty cheap. Definitely, if you like your artist or if you like your your artist that you're listening to, yeah. doesn't hurt. Throw them a bone. I sure would like to uh, hear some more people though. Become like vocalists instead of just singing songs i want to I, i'd love to hear more art in people's vocals man yeah uh, and desperation and feel and, and whatnot and and just and just some good wholesome singers man good wholesome vocalists tough yeah, to find man. them anymore it's just i don't know I'm, I'm trying not to be pessimistic here but sometimes i am a little worried you know like i was saying about playing guitar like I don't really know anyone else who spent the amount of time. I know three or four people <laughs> who spent the amount of time in that are my age um, 
playing the amount of guitar that I played. And that's like it. Uh, most people, you know, nothing against playing guitar for whatever you learned it on. But, like, I don't know, man. Like, the amount of, like, study, like, I put into that thing. Yeah. Like, I don't know. I hope it's still there. Like, like you're talking about, on like, kids on YouTube and stuff, they're geniuses or whatever. But I still hope, like, the average kid can still, like, put in time without being too distracted, I guess. Yeah. By, like, their phone or their Instagram or whatever it is. Yeah. Know, like, that, it, that... Do, it does take, like, some serious, like, I got to focus here. You know, it like, does. Like, that's a, that's a separate discipline or art within itself. Like, if you can learn to focus, it's hard. Yeah, because but, you got to start from yeah. nothing. Right. Your fingers are hurting. Like, oh, oh that hurts my finger. Oh, oh, yeah. You're like, ah, and then after a couple of weeks, I'd be like, ah, fuck that thing, man. Yeah, I remember breaking my guitar <laughs> just throwing it across the room. I was so mad at it. And I was like, ah, oh, shit, now I got to get fixed. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but, yeah, that's true. But, like, you know. Yeah, I, I hope there's still that there. Whether it's singing, drumming, bassin, guitar playing, it's gotta be. I, yeah, I mean it's 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 it is. I think, but maybe I'm just clueless to that that genre or or, or whatnot. You know, maybe I just have never seen any of it. Or I know. just think there's more distractions now. I, I think that's more or less a fact. Yeah, that there's more distractions now than there used to be. So. No, Focus can be a little harder to to get. But yeah, I mean, I, and, I, you know, and like I say, some of this, all this digital whatnot. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm I, I, real quick. I don't know how much time we have left here or whatnot. Oh, uh, we got plenty of time. Okay, there's no time limit. Okay, got you. Well, I went to the um, uh, this this guy sent me some so, sent me some songs. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm not gonna say his name, but he sent me some songs. <clears throat> and was saying, hey man, see if we can put some, you know, melodies and vocals and lyrics to this and whatnot. And, and so one of them I did. And uh, and I got something going I thought was pretty cool. And then uh, I went to his place, went to his house, and he had a little vocal booth upstairs or whatever. And uh, and I was starting to do my thing there. And he's like, hey man, I got I to gotta run downstairs real quick. You know, if you want to change anything on on this, he's like, here, here's what you do real quick. And he's like, you can drag this here, drag this here, I don't know, whatever it was. And so I started fucking with it a little bit. And what I come to find out is these songs that he wrote. Mm-hmm. But it was just all, it was all basic guitar and drums and the synthesizers. And I was like, man, that sounds pretty good, man. He fucking played all that shit. And then, and when I started messing with it and I'm looking at his program, looking at his screen up there, I'm like, well, fuck. I was like, these are all just fucking samples yeah. that he put together. Yeah. I was like, oh, he didn't motherfucking write this. I was like, it's bullshit. <laughs> I feel ripped, man. I was ripped. Yeah. I didn't go back. I was, you know, and I was like, fuck that. that he didn't fuck that. That's yeah. bullshit. That that is, it's not authentic. Authenticity is a huge word I like to throw around now. Nothing it that was. Was had any authenticity to it. It was not original. It was nothing about it. Was he just, uh, but I, you know, again, I'm gonna self promote here. I do feel like a lot of this stuff is very authentic. There's a lot of it in there, man. There's just a lot of it in there. Um, there's this dude who's gonna start helping us, uh, you know, probably with a lot of our gear and whatnot. And he's come to like three, four shows, and he told me the last show, he was like, you know, he's like, it took me. 
he says it took me you know a few shows to to kind of start to understand or to get into the, the mu you know the music that yeah. you guys are playing he says it took he says but it's it, it's good man he's like it, but it takes me it, it took time to yeah. to get it and and I can get that because even the you know the label told me that you know we you know, we should probably narrow ourselves down just a little bit uh, in some fashion or another. But, man, oh, it's, a, yeah. it's a little bit of being, oppre- you know, a little oppression in music there to so, pigeonhole yourself. Not to cut you off. I just got to take a leak. But kind of going back to what you are saying about uh, maybe not getting into a band on the first listen, um, you know, uh, that band, Red City Radio, for instance, is like a band I heard the first time. I was like, hmm, don't know if I'll listen to them again, but I did. And, like, kind of just stuck with me. And, I don't know, I hope people still have that sort of uh, curiosity. To, yeah. To, you know. To explore music a little yeah. bit and instead of just sticking with. You and I were the type of people who were obsessed, so we're going to do it, but. Even the average person, I hope, you know, who likes music or likes bands or goes to shows will still <clears throat> give bands, like, a one or two chances, maybe, rather than just, like, hearing one song, don't skip. You know. Yeah. And a lot of times what you, you know, what, what, what you hear from a band, uh, that the one song you may hear from a band is what... It, it's maybe what the... Uh, if it's a label behind them or whatever, that's what they're pushing. Right. That's the song they want them yeah. to play. That's the one you're going to hear. There could be a lot of good shit behind it, man, that that you never hear. You know, and you just never do. But, you know, you, it, it harkens back to, to the days of old where, you know, and, and but if you bought, like, an album. I'm going to say, if you bought an album, you didn't know what all was on that motherfucker. Yeah, you didn't. You put it on, <laughs> and you put the needle on, and you listen to the whole entire side, you know what yeah. I'm saying? And and I, you heard some, and you might have heard some things that was like, that was pretty fucking good, man. What the hell? Why don't I ever hear that on the radio? Why do I never hear that one? That's a good song. Why? You know? And, yeah, that's a whole different barrel of monkeys, too, because even yep. I remember, like, you know, obviously I had to buy a CD, and it would be hard to even listen to that CD anywhere at all prior to buying it. Yeah. You just had to. Like, you might be able to listen to, like, a snippet somewhere. Right, but, right. But you just had to go for it. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, and I, I uh, did that with a, with a band one time. And uh, and I, I, I listened to the one I listened to one song. And then when the other songs came, I listened to it one time. And I was like, these motherfuckers, they got me. They got me. There was a song on the radio that was, that was good. Everybody loved blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, so I bought it. And listened to it, and I was like, this is fucking bullshit. And threw it out the window. I was like, I'll never buy it. And it's, it's spo- they spoiled me, man. They they, tam- they tampered with me. And fucking bullshit. Yeah. That they got one good song, and then the rest of it's just bullshit, and it sucks. I was like, you motherfuckers, you fucking got me. I will never do that again. I'll never mm-hmm. do that again. It was just a principle well, of the whole thing. It happens. <laughs> it does. You know, you it does. I just hate being had, you know? I hate being taken like that. You fuckers. Yeah. Got me. <laughs> yeah, every once in a while. Uh, but, no, like, like I said, I appreciate you coming over. Yeah, And, man. Uh, you know, some people uh, don't always want to hang out. They just want to do a FaceTime. That's cool, too. 
but I figure either way it uh it gets people's music out there and if if uh you know if I can oh, help man I put all, my feet like, on the street dude I'll yeah. fucking go you know what yeah. I mean fuck it and so. and I'd rather have face to face talk to somebody you know and yeah and then it just seems so impersonal if you're looking at each other through a fucking yeah no you can see your phone or something yeah. and. No, so I appreciate it, you know. Yeah, man, I appreciate and, you uh, having me out. I feel like it makes the conversation a little bit more yeah. interactive. It does. I makes guess. it genuine. Yeah. Absolutely. So, uh, I well, hope I we got to cover most of what yeah. what you were hoping to cover. Yeah, I, mean, I, um, I think so. Like I say, we're working on a new uh, new CD, even though this one's just dropped. You know, you got to keep yeah. on keeping on. And we got, you know, we, we record with uh, Red Harbor uh, Studios, uh which is a guy named Kenny Kingsborough. And where's Red Harbor? That? Or Harbor Red, I'm sorry, Harbor Red Studio. He's over off of Bel Air Road on the okay. other side of town up there. All right. Um, cool. But he, and that's what we're going to go back to again. Just because, I mean, he, he knows us. And he did our videos as well. I don't know if you'd seen any of our videos, but we have three videos. Uh, yeah. I, I did see your Christmas one too. <laughs> oh, did you see yeah. that? Oh gosh, so, that was with some uh, dude. He was just yeah. like, "Hey man, I need you to do some vocals." Well, that, for me. that was immediately. I was like, I heard you sing, and I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> <laughs> gotcha, like, thank you." I was like, "Okay, you're real." <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I appreciate that. Was song aside, I mean, <laughs> yeah, but you know that that dude wrote the lyrics and yeah. the, and whatnot. He was like, kind of engineered the whole thing, and uh, yeah. but that was fun. That was fun. That was good fun stuff. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, I, I mean, some like I say, somebody's got to fucking do it. Who fuck's gonna do it? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you guys are out there kicking ass, releasing new Thanks. music. Thanks. We're we're trying, yeah. and uh, yeah. you know, we keep hoping for larger crowds, and uh, it's, you know, we'll do whatever we can to try to you know, try to get them, and well, maybe get out in the road a little, you know. Yeah. See. It's a difficult part. Is uh, ninety five or something. Yeah, you know, play. Yeah. I, I'll play wherever. I'll play parties. I'll, well, yeah. I don't give a fuck. I, you know, yeah. I grew up playing parties and shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's what we did. Played mm -hmm. parties and had good times and played bars and played whatever and yeah, it was all fun, man. And, and you know, we try to continue to have that fun factor, but still have a. We got to have a business sense about it now that we've you know did the whole Sony thing. <clears throat> I've got to have this whole business sense ability about it. And I've been in business for, well, plumbing yeah. business for almost 20 years. I've been in plumbing business. But uh, so I got some business sensibility, uh, you know, about it. Um, well, I'm just happy to see that you're still an invigorated spirit. Yeah, you're still thanks. Out there. And like, I don't know, some people lose motivation over, over time. They do. And it's kind of sad to see that yeah. happen. I mean, but, I, have uh, a, I have a real, yeah. real good friend of mine, one of my, probably one of my best friends. He was, he was a singer in a band. Of, uh, I don't know if you don't have to put this part in there if you don't want it. Or you can actually, you. it was called, uh, yeah. it was a band called that was around for a while in the Baltimore area. And they were really, really good, man. They played a lot of places. They were a funk band. And then he just like, I don't know, he just had no... Has no yeah. desire to do it anymore, even though they were, you know, ready to sign, blah, 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 all yeah. this stuff. I don't, I don't know. I don't get it, but. Uh, yeah, shit happens. It does. <laughs> it does. Things yeah. happen, and it always sucks when, 
you know, especially when we were, when I was a little younger and we were jamming in bands and, uh, and we'd be getting something going and then somebody drops out because, well, I'm going to get married. Well, I'm going to have to go. Well, I'm getting ready to buy a house. Oh, I got to get this job. And yeah. Like, fuck, man. It's a constant <laughs> rotation and it's tough to find those people that everyone has that same goal. Everyone has the same mindset. It's everyone rare. has the same motivation and, and the same vision and plays the same kind of music and has the same everything. You know what I mean? And it's tough to find that, man. It's tough to find. Yeah. It, sometimes it, it takes, it can take a long time. I remember one time I, I was, I was in this, uh, this one band and we were doing a bunch of covers and whatnot, but, the guys, the, the guys came to practice one time. It was a total dick move on my part, but I did it. Uh, they came to practice, and when they opened the door, everything was sitting. It was all packed up. I was like, "I'm, I'm just take it, take it off." Yeah. You know, I was like, "I'm not. I can't do this. I don't want to be in this. It's not my thing. It's not working." You know, like I didn't even tell them. They just showed up, and all their shit was packed. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but. I don't know. Sometimes my tact isn't real good. You know what I mean? It is. Well, it comes with being passionate, you know. Yeah, so, I guess. That's the way it goes. But. Yeah, it's flaky. This is the longest project I've been in as well. It's, it's time. I'm usually, I was like a year or two guy. A year got, yeah. if, you know, if it wasn't working by then, or if I wasn't feeling it at that point, just not. It's yeah. just not going to work. It's just not. You can't force it. But, uh, but like I said, we've been the same three guys. We're the core from the very beginning. Um, if I could play guitar really well, I'd want to. I would play like Eric does. Uh, yeah. If I could play drums really well, I would probably play like Cars does. Uh, but I can't, so they do. <laughs> <laughs> and if I, you know, and if they can sing and play bass, or they would probably, you know, do the same type of thing. So, well, you, you know, know, you got the pipes, so. Yeah, thank you. So that's uh, where it all. Uh, I just hope, dude. You just never know, man. I, and yeah, I would love to be a one-hit wonder instead of a no-hit wonder. Shit, yeah, <laughs> fuck yeah. Who wouldn't, man? Yeah, might as well. <laughs> you know, fuck yeah, man. Who who wouldn't want to be that? And and yeah, like we were talking about the 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 fall from that grace. Yeah, I think you need to come to a reality that that's if you can grasp that that that's your that's your song. That's it. That's your one song. And if you can grasp that and you accept it and you accept that fall that's going to happen with it, probably makes it a lot easier. Well, I just think as you could write a hundred songs no one's ever heard of. And uh, that's a lot of people, unfortunately. And <laughs> then you could write uh, 101 songs. Yes. And there's that one song that everybody knows and they don't <clears throat> know your a hundred other songs, but they at least know that one song. Yeah. So I mean which, that's still pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And yeah. which which kind of brings me back to the point. Sometimes that one song is is the is the one that you like I talked about the song again. That's the one that we're at rehearsal. It took us fifteen minutes to yeah. put it together, you know what I'm saying? And because maybe it's a natural flow to it, you know, since you're yeah. not trying too hard. Yeah. You can try too hard, and then oh yeah, you can. You know, and and then it loses everything. You know? Yeah, loses all meaning, loses everything. <laughs> and, yeah. But the ones that are quick, and you put them together, are so natural that it's almost a natural feel that people. You know, it's like getting out of your own way. Sometimes. Yeah, it it, it kind of is. Yep, yeah, you're right. But yeah, um, and uh, but yeah, I think that's about, probably about. 
I think that probably about covers everything that uh, that I would have liked to talk about. Um, I appreciate you coming over. Yeah, and, dude. Uh, just kind of getting everything out there. <clears throat> Hopefully, 2021 here is going to uh, you know be a little bit better every year. But you know. Everybody having, you know, everybody staying in uh, with a lot of these clubs being closed. It, it actually, for for us, this, uh, being an original event, it it actually I think helped us. It helped us because we couldn't play as many shows. So what do we do? We just Write more songs. keep fucking writing and yeah. yeah, and trying to record and and make video. You know, I mean, you know, the again video was made back in like, I think it was like the height of like yeah. May or something like that yeah. <laughs> but a bunch of people came out you know yeah. what I'm saying and and we did it and because people needed shit to do but uh but yeah it, it helped us because it did give us a chance to kind of buckle down a little bit and start uh, writing more and being able to rehearse more and being able to just spend the time that we need to spend without the pressures of having to play all the time and keep, yeah. cur- you know, because because we'll play covers as well. We don't just play original. We yeah. play covers. I like tomorrow night. I got to play. We're gonna do uh, since I play some guitar as well. We're gonna do uh, a full set of acoustic uh, with drums and blah, blah, and then we're gonna do or a ninety minute set of acoustic. Then we're gonna do a ninety minute set of electric. You know yeah. what I mean? And, Where are you gonna be at? Uh, it's a private party up in. Oh, okay, uh, right. yeah, you said that. Yeah, yeah, private party up there. But Saturday we're playing the stables um, with the it's band. Uh, I got this band called the Mathematics opening for us. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah they're gonna open for us up in Westminster um, on Saturday. But the shows they start at six and they end at nine thirty. Yeah. yeah, I know. Yeah, it's a little different, a little different time frame there. Uh, but, uh, but then, like I said, uh, this will probably come out before then. So I've got the fish head on January 30th. Yeah, I'll that's, be sure to plug that one. Yeah, that's two hours. That's by ourselves. Uh, I'll, I'll probably be at that one if I'm not working. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah, so, yeah, that's like a two-hour yeah. uh, gig by ourselves. So, of course, we're going to throw a bunch of covers in there. Yeah. Um, you know, everything from, from Daft Punk to... Uh, old 70s Bobby Caldwell to 90s you know Alice in yeah. Chains and we're gonna and it's all kinds of all kinds of stuff um, some police we like to play uh, yeah all kinds of stuff man good stuff so uh, the very yeah. last thing I usually ask people is you uh-huh. know shout outs band members family members friends uh, you know uh, well you know <laughs> I, I will uh, uh, Eric the guitar player Eric Adelius hell of a guitar player man Eric if you're out there listening man you know, brother, we couldn't do it without you. There is no doubt. There's no doubt, man. Uh, and Carus Johnson on the drums, man. It, that 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 guy, he can he can play, man. He directs us and he keeps that he keeps it going, man. Uh, you you can hear like nasty mother when he's doing ba- uh, double bass and nasty motherfucker. That, that's good shit, man. Um, so Carus, man, we you know we need you, brother. We need you as well. We need this whole thing going on and. Um, and you know, I will shout out to the wife because she's tolerated a lot. She's tolerated a lot, man. Yeah. And she still is behind me. She's still behind yeah. me and pushes. And and she does the websites. That's she awesome. keeps up on it. She yeah. made it, created it, and keeps up on it. <clears throat> um, and she does a lot of stuff behind the scenes that really helps support it. 
because she's very proud of the fact that we have been able to, you know, become global as well, yeah. you know. And uh, and she's married to the singer. <laughs> yeah, it's a handful, but... <laughs> so that helps her a little bit. Too. Her friends are jealous. And, <laughs> no, maybe not. But, <laughs> uh, but yeah, so shout out to my wife, Kathleen. She's a good woman, man. A good woman. She's tolerated some... Yeah. I mean, you, oh, you got yeah. no idea. <laughs> yeah. But she's a good the, woman. That's the rock and roll yeah, yeah. world. So. Uh, with my freaking my freaking mental crisis is that I'm always having and you know but I guess that comes with some of being a vocalist singer as well or musician or any kind of artist is like I said before no man you're just passionate you it's passion it. and torment yeah. and all kinds of you, got you know having a memory having a good memory is not a real always a good thing <laughs> you know what I'm saying yeah. <laughs> sometimes some things should just pass but they yeah. don't. <laughs> the old control alt delete. Yeah. So uh, I can't, I nice. can't do that. Uh, <laughs> my files are always open a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, yeah, shout out to all that, man. And shout out to everybody that, that has either bought or will be buying or comes to our shows. And uh, man, because we definitely can't do it without, you know, those people. And we just appreciate every everything that anybody ever does. It's just, yeah, it, it's a good feeling, man. You know yeah. what I mean? It's almost a warming feeling to someone else. Uh, they appreciate what you're doing. They like what you've done. They appreciate it, and and it, it is a good feeling. It's an accomplishment in a way. Yeah, like the biggest thing that I say on this podcast is just thanks for supporting local music. Because I mean, yes, and uh, you know, people. Think I think people know that they're appreciated, but this is one extra way to like say thank you for yeah. supporting local bands because the bands you know obviously truly care and uh, all of us in them you know yeah so. and and there's some there's some bands that have been local that have come out of the area that you really hardly even heard of all of a sudden they're like on a radio or something and yeah. then it's because they they I think it's because they write something that's just fucking good yeah. and. Somebody gets a hold of it, and they don't have to play a bunch of shows and have a bunch of local support and whatnot. Yeah, they just automatically go. (laughs) I still believe in the power of a good song. Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So, and we're we're working on that stuff, man, and and we're just gonna keep on writing and keep on getting it, and and I don't know, maybe someday we'll you know we'll tour with some big bands, or we'll be the big band that other bands are touring with. You just never know. You just never know, man. Like I say, that that dude on the 27th floor in cubicle number five, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe no. he likes it, you know. And, yeah. and maybe he plays into somebody else in the office or whatever. And you no. just never know, man. Yeah, more, more likely maybe somebody's daughter uh, in the office <laughs> has like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. also heard it. And the next yeah. thing, you know, but yeah. yeah. Well, the, well, the people, the older people have the money. That's true. <laughs> yeah, they gotta buy the shit true. for their kids, you know. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. Can't kill rock and roll. No, nope, I don't think so. It, it will be, even if it's in the background, should, yeah. you know, being shadowed for a little <laughs> while. Every dog has their day, you know. The sun yeah. will come back out and shine on the rock there for a while, but you know the uh, the R and B has really, really, really taken off, man. And yeah. And that's really where where it's all at. 
you know, a, a great beat, man, something you can move to or do whatever to. And uh, Yeah, man. And it's turn two. That's what it's turn two, which I, you know, whatever. I do. When, when rap came out, man, I was, hey, man, I was a breakdancing motherfucker. But <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I was back in, uh, you know, uh, when that shit came out. Uh, every once in a while at a wedding, I'll still pull out for it. Still pull out the old worm and start getting it across the floor, and people are like, look at this motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's no people in my age. They, they can't. They can't. Now those days are way over. All right. Well, yeah, we'll man. So yeah, uh, I just want to thank Adam for coming on and thank you for listening if you made it this far. Um, the song you're hearing in the background is called Carry On, which once again is by Pillbox and it's off their latest EP. You can find it on iTunes, Spotify, and probably anywhere else you can come up with that sells music. So yeah, 